Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I claim this planet in the name of the Earth. Greeting, Earthlings. We have now taken over your radio. I got a, where did I get? I got, I'm up to How Great with the, with Jay Electronica, that song. Uh, mine's not in, I'm not on the computer that I have it on right now. Mine's not in order, but I was listening, I was in the middle of listening to the one that Justin Bieber is on when, uh, when, uh, you sent me the message. Send a message? When you sent me the DM. Oh, I sent, I thought you sent the song was called Send a Message. No, oh, Juke I, Jam. I know you. Yeah, I like that one. I'm I don't the, know the names yet. The one that I mean either. I'm just looking at the list. Um, I don't even know. Like it's all blending in right now. I don't even know like what my favorite song is so far. I but just know they're all good. They're all. It's just all great. Like he's just so effortless. He's. There's not a. There hasn't been a song yet where I've been like, meh. Right. Like there hasn't been a down moment where you're like, can I skip through this? And I haven't even <laughs> which gotten to the which future. Which to me basically with every Kanye album since uh, 808s. Oh, stop. We don't need to I... fight about Kanye right now. <laughs> um, yeah, I haven't even gotten to the Future track or the T-Pain track, which I'm really excited for. Um, Wait, then... are you sure? It's a Future or a Designer? Walmart Future or Real Future? <laughs> it says Future, but who could really know? You know, it's funny. I know about Designer's existence. I tell myself all the time, it's like, all right, this is Designer. Still, when I hear designer, I think future. Unless he says panda. If he, if he says panda, 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 you know it's designer. I got broads in Atlanta. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, I really, so far I think my favorite moment on the, the chant, on coloring book so far is that two, the two chains verse. And no problem. I'm looking at it now. I think. I, think I don't it, know if I've gotten to that one yet. Okay. It's a great verse. Um, but it's, these are all like really early formed opinions. Like I was like reading articles while, uh, I don't read, I've, I'm like the worst person music fan ever because I don't read anything on music. I don't like get into music. Like when everyone's like getting super analytical and emotional about music, I'm like, meh, it sounds good. (laughs) (laughs) I'm terrible. Like, everyone's like, man, the artistry of the album. Like, yeah, Song 4 was dope. <laughs> <laughs> song 4 was dope. All right. Um, so, what's not dope? Or what is... is do you think that the, the, the Magix situation is dope or not dope right now? <laughs> uh, did you see my reaction to that live? 
Did I see it live? No. How would I On see Twitter, it I literally... Okay, so I woke up... Oh, you mean I, like live I, tweeting version? Yeah. Like not IRL live? Oh, no, of course. <laughs> I was I mean, like, how would I do that? You could have been in Orlando that day, but more likely you were still in California. <laughs> that was probably more likely. <laughs> but yeah, so like, I woke up and saw the Josh Robbins tweet that he resigned and went, huh, wait, what? <laughs> like... It took a second. Like, have you seen jump? Have you seen a uh, Twenty Two Jump Street? Yes. You know the scene with Channing Tatum with the uh, alarm clock sound, where his where his head's just ticking. Right. Like that was basically me. <laughs> <laughs> like as I'm looking at the tweet, and then I literally just said what? Like I literally just yelled what for like ten minutes straight. <laughs> so, this was clearly unexpected, but at the same time sort of makes sense because i always thought like the scott skiles hire in general was just kind of like yeah he's like not a bad coach he's not really a good coach and they kind of like i don't know they kind of like this is it was an obvious like stopgap until something better came along and with all the people getting fired recently like something better looks like it could come along like but here's the thing with that the magic couldn't get anyone besides skiles last year like, it's not like they had all of these good candidates and they went, you know what, no, we're going to go with the retread Skiles. Like, Skiles was the best of what was available to them. That's what I'm saying. And now there might so, be more people available. Why? A coach just, like, a coach literally quit on his team after a year. What coach? What other coach is going to go, oh, yeah, I want that team? Well. Like, I don't see it as, I don't think, everyone's seeing it as, well, every, coaches are going to look at that team and see the talent there. And go, wow, why did Skiles quit? Everyone's going to go, why? what made Skiles quit in a year? That's not good. That's true. So, I mean, I already have some opinions on this, but I wanted to, I know you're the Magic fan, so I want to hand you the torch first. But um, do you think that that is, you, is that something that is, do you think worries you? Or is that more, do you think that reflects more on the Magic, more on Skiles? Everyone, I, I'm just, like, shocked at how many Magic fans are, like, generally kind of okay with this huh. like i get it skiles wasn't a great coach skiles wasn't a great coach before he got there skiles wasn't even a great coach last year he did things like wanting to play brandon jennings over alfred payton he did things like uh, picking he did what he always does he did skiles he picked veterans over rookies he wanted to he didn't trust the process the long term of the process he was very short-term minded like that's skiles that's what we knew when we got when we were hiring skiles but as Flawed as he is, as not great a coach as he is, and trust me, he is not a great coach. He, there were so many problems that people had with him that were very legitimate. He still is a. It's still really important to have a coach longer than one year, when you're entering a free agency period where you have to kill it. You right. can't go into free agency with a first year coach who's never coached before and go, oh yeah, this is what we want to do with you. Well, how do I know that's what you, what you want to do with you? There's no film on that. There's no proof of that. Right. So you think that they need to get – you don't think that they can go maybe a Steve Clifford route and just get, like, the best available assistant coach or – I think they should only because that's probably going to net them the best results because, like, they're not getting Frank Vogel. If they get David Blatt, maybe. But even then, it's not like David Blatt has a great Why do you say they won't get Frank today. Vogel? Frank Vogel, I can't see why Frank Vogel would come. Like I said earlier, I can't see why coaches, why coaches who are mm. 
very highly touted, who have tons of opportunities available to them, are going to look at the Magic, look at this guy who quit after one year because he couldn't work with the front office. No matter what we all think of Skiles, coaches see that and they don't. Coaches don't blame other coaches like we will, like we do. Coaches look. Coaches are like a fraternity. They stick together. Right. And yeah. seeing a coach quit after one year because he couldn't work with the front office, like that's not a good look on the Magic, in my mm-hmm. opinion. So I think Vogel looks at that. He looks at the situation he was just in. Yeah, where yeah, the- yeah. With sports and the he's he's probably thinking of himself like Stan Van Gundy at this point, saying like, I need to find a front office that's gonna let me go all in on this thing. Right, that's going to trust him, that's going to like let him be him. Yeah. And when you have a coach and when you have a coach that just left cuz he couldn't trust his front because he couldn't work with his front office, I don't see why Vogel goes there. And also, I just have I just don't think anyone should ever believe that Alex Martins is a good thing to work for. Alex Martins is terrible. <laughs> I can't stand him. This is like the, the second time I think in like two or three podcasts you've ranted against Alex Martins. He is not good. It's understandable. Oh, he okay. Have I told you about the way he fired Stan Van Gundy? Maybe I don't know. He fired Stan Van Gundy over the phone. Oh yeah. He fired the way he fired Jacques Vaughn was by leaking it to the media that he was going to fire him about in like about three weeks beforehand that if he didn't turn the team around. Letting Jacques Vaughn squirm in the public for three weeks before he finally did fire him. Yeah, not good. Not cool, Alex. And then, in a, many people believe he's the reason that the Dwight Mayor went on longer than it did with Orlando, which eventually got Stan Van Gundy fired in the first place. And then many people believe he's the reason that Skiles got hired, in, that he, Skiles got hired over an assistant. So, like, you know, a retread. Right. A short-term minded retread, because he's the reason they want to go to the playoffs. And this is also where that kind of the disagreement between Skiles and the front office came from is because many people, since people believe that Hennigan, that Rob Hennigan didn't hire Scott Skiles, there was disagreement there, which, you know, fine. General managers and coaches disagree all the time. It happens. But then you get this report from Brian Windhorst coming out that, oh, Skiles wanted to be part of, Skiles wanted his option to get picked up really early, which that's kind of weird. Well, if he's disagreeing with the front office all the time, and this is the guy that got fired on Christmas once, like, he probably doesn't have a very large trust of front offices these days. Right. Like, he wants his option picked up. That means I'm worried about my job security. So he's worried about his job security. He can't seem to figure out how he's going to – he can't seem to figure out how he's working with the front office or this team. Uh, There's reports that he was, like, unhappy as far as early as January. Like – So you're you're – you're kind of pointing towards the front office here, less on Skiles, because I know a lot of Magic fans are like, "Oh, good, we got rid of Skiles," because Skiles wasn't a good coach. You already said that, but but why? But this I is reflect. But you're 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 digging a little bit deeper. This is reflective of what the front how this culture of the front office is right now. Yes, like even if Skiles wasn't a great coach, which he really wasn't. Like I had right. no, I didn't have any like issues where I wanted him fired after one year. I didn't think he was great. Like, but we this isn't a good look on the organization. And even if they get an assistant, like, they can go get David Blatt or a retread or whatever, and they can go try and sign free agents. They can go get an assistant and go try and sign free agents. You know, if it works out, that's great. They got incredibly lucky then because this is a terrible look on the organization. I just can't see why a free agent or a a Vogel-type coach is going to look at this team and go, yeah, I want to work there. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think some of this has to come down on Rob Hennigan, too. I think... Oh yeah. I mean, talking like, about somebody who 
is pretty much the face of that organization right now, at least front office-wise. And, I mean, it seems like there's this kind of new this new way to like just maintain your job is just accumulate assets. And even if it doesn't work, it's almost, it's so fashionable where it's just like, Oh no, but Hennigan's doing a great job. Look how many assets he accumulated. Basically what he's done is not traded draft picks. Like he traded Dwight Howard. who wanted. No, here's the thing. He trades his assets for Jack. Right. And like, yeah. So he's got Alfred Payton. He's got Victor Oladipo and everybody keeps blaming coaches for like not letting them fit together. But you look at the t- the way this team is, there's zero shooters on the team. There's these pieces don't really fit together. And that's a Hennigan fault. Uh, that, or uh, uh, That's Hennigan's, you know, that's his doing. He's the one that constructs the team. But it's because they're young and because they have like this raw promising talent. It's almost like, oh, no, but it's the coach that has to get them to play together and figure this thing out. Hennigan's accumulated so many great assets. And while there are assets, it's more than just accumulating assets. It's finding pieces that work together, and they don't. And I think Hennigan is just getting off scot-free. He's been through two coaches already, and his job just never seems to be in jeopardy, even though he's proven basically nothing so far. I mean, he just takes the best player available. Who, You and I could do that. I don't, I don't see what he's done to to warrant still having a job or why he's not even coming over under any scrutiny whatsoever. I'll say a lot of magic fans give him a little bit of a pass. Cause a lot of us believe that some of the more short sighted decisions they've made, such as the recent playoff pushes was Alex Martin's doing more than Hennigan. Hmm. But I do agree that like Hennigan should be getting some blame for stuff like that awful Tobias Harris trade. Right. The fact that Mo Harkless is starting in Portland was started in Portland over the playoffs and just took the Warriors five games. You know, you know what they got for him? Nothing. Right. They got a, oh, I'm sorry. They got a super highly protected second round pick. It's... They they traded Channing. They traded Channing Fry for nothing. They get nothing. All they have is cap space. And then they go and like I said, then they go and lose their coach and lose all stability before the biggest free offseason since they signed Rashard Lewis. Like, I'm fine blaming the coaches. The coaches haven't been great. Vaughn was just not a good coach. Skiles, like I said, I've said multiple times, wasn't perfect, but just this is a top to bottom problem. Yeah, you you want, I mean, I know you cover the Hornets. You almost want like a Steve Clifford, or I don't know. I felt like the Hornets were equally as dysfunctional, and then they were they hired the right coach, and he was just able to put his imprint on the team. Michael Jordan calmed down. Um, they hired the right GM. I thought like, you know, you can have somebody kind of going wild and crazy, but. After a while, if you just hire like one right person that can kind of establish a culture, it works. And Skiles has not been a good coach. He's not somebody that establishes a coach. That's why I kind of, you know, I think Vogel would be a good fit. Even though I think you're right, like why would he go to the Orlando? If they get um, Vogel, some, I'm going. I will be thrilled. Yeah, somebody that knows how to establish a culture. But then again, how do you get that guy? I mean, Orlando has its positives, right? The, the whole the no state income tax is a big deal. Um, it's a it's a organization with history. Uh, the owners are generally well respected. They're well. They're not great, but yeah, they're well. They they fall into some issues of constantly high of a. Uh, oh shoot! What's that word where like they constantly hire family? Oh, Nepo- I don't know, nepotism. Yeah. They're they're they kind of fall into nepotism a lot, but nepotism. yeah, like for the most part, they're they're okay. Yeah, they're like they're well respected. The, the DeVosses, right? The DeVos family. Yeah, the DeVos family. And and you know, there's. Thing like people, a lot of people like to live in Orlando. I mean, it's great for families. Like, there's there's positives about the organization. There are certainly worse places to be a head coach. 
I and there's a it's got a nice cap situation going forward at least, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, and it's in the Eastern Conference. That I matters. Think part of the, I think part of the issue is the talent just hasn't shown up yet. You've got to be it's a believer. The- I think if you're a coach, you've got to be a believer in either Oladipo or Aaron Gordon or Alfred Payton, and you've got to you got to be a believer in that first and foremost, and his and his ownia, and say like, okay, I think I can get something out of this. Um, let's right. get a like couple this free year agents. Was kind of, this year was kind of supposed to be a let's see what we have year. Yeah. Like they're supposed to like. And what came out of it was Oladipo's a quality player. We're not sure if he's going to be a star. Aaron Gordon's really freaking good. And Peyton was just kind of a toss-up. Like, Peyton right. didn't have a very good year. Yeah. But, like, just it's really concerning that they have all this supposed talent, which I like the, I like the talent, but just you're constantly hoping they turn into something, and just they really haven't done that yet. And it's even worse when you're trading away other talent and then they're going being productive players elsewhere. So is there a coach that's out there that you think would be a good fit, that you think is realistic, that you really want? Uh, I'm so mad on everything that's real. Like, <laughs> if we're talking realistic, that takes out Vogel. Yeah. I mean, everyone's throwing Blatt around, but I have no, I have no idea on Blatt. Like, if, you want front, he, if you want front office stability, Blatt might not be the best option. I don't know. He didn't really not work with the front office in Cleveland. He just had issues with uh, LeBron and the players. But I just don't know. Uh, I just don't know enough about Blatt to like get a good opinion. Like if they hired him, I wouldn't hate it. But I'd also be like, eh, well, let's see in this. Yeah, I mean, uh, Blatt wanted to. Blatt, Blatt got the Cavs job thinking that he was going to be taking a developing young team, and then was thrown right. You know, got thrown LeBron, which is great. But, um, so he's kind of getting that working. developing young team again. Yeah. So and then you know there's he's got that European experience and you've had Zonia and Evan Fournier if he if he resigns like that you've got some guys on there that might appreciate that if we just you know because we have a tendency to lump all of Europe together is that's Europe um, they must all know each other <laughs> and like each other but um, of course <laughs> but anybody else like. Uh, there's like been a couple of assistants the, yeah. whose names are seen. Uh, the current assistant is Adrian Griffin, I think. Uh, yeah, that, that's his full name, right? Adrian Griffin? I'm sorry. I'm not entirely prepared. I don't know all the assistants' names perfectly. That's fine. Uh, but yeah, the, he's, he's named, his name's come up a little bit. He's been in a few interviews in mm-hmm. the past. Like He wouldn't be a terrible replacement. Uh, Messina has come up. Yeah, Spurs assistant. Yeah, um, there's another assistant whose name I've seen pop up. I'm trying to remember it at the moment. Uh, what about a college coach? Anybody from college? I've, I'm very, I'm usually against colleges okay. coaches jumping up to the NBA. Personally, I just they're too inconsistent. All right, let's move on uh, to basically the opposite of the magic, which is the San Antonio Spurs. Last night might have been Tim Duncan's last game of his career um and we won't know till training camp and he just doesn't show up yeah <laughs> like I've told That's what I, I wanted to ask you how do you think he I'm I'm assuming he retires so how and just for the fun of it let's assume that how does if, he how does he announce it you think he just doesn't show up and it's just a press release by the Spurs and that's it no I don't think it's a press release I you, think you just think he's not on the team anymore I just think Training camp arrives. Everyone goes, where's Tim Duncan? Oh, I guess he retired. That's it. That's it. I think like, the Spurs will at least have a press release. No. It'll be like, they won't, they Tim won't Duncan's know. retired. We thank him for his years of service. Yeah, they won't know. 
They won't even know. <laughs> yeah, they're just like, oh, damn, Tim retired. Already then. Okay, so in in reality, it, probably, yeah, that's funny, but it's a, not gonna happen. Like, in he's, reality, he'll probably I, have a press conference. He'll have a press conference. He'll probably do it. I think he's gonna try to do it early, just so that the Spurs know, because you know he'll he owes that. nothing to that organization at this point. But I still feel like he would do that for the organization where he retire early, he'll let them know so that nice they guy. can approach for agency. He'll do that just because he's a nice guy. Yeah, and just because like he's not so. So I think it happens soon. I think it's going to be... I think he'll give himself a press conference. I think they'll do the press conference. But I don't imagine it being, like, the long, drawn-out Kobe Bryant, like... You know how, like, Kobe in his press conference was, like, sud- like well, it wasn't his retirement post-conference, so to speak, but it was, like, that last game. Yeah. Where he had, like, that long, drawn-out, like... And he was just, like, flipped the switch completely, was super happy and engaging and answered questions thoughtfully and was just, like... This, like, weight had been lifted off of him. I don't think that's going to be the case for Duncan. We're not going to see, like, a suddenly, like, talkative, like... He's not He's not been holding it in. Like, it's just... He's it's gonna just going like, to be Tim Duncan. It's just going to be Tim Duncan. And he's probably not going to even wear a suit. <laughs> <laughs> Which is great, because that's why Tim Duncan's amazing. Yeah. So, um, I mean, I'd love to see something, like... What's that, what's that uh, supermarket chain that they have? Where they, the Spurs do all the commercials for? Oh, H-E-B. I would love to oh see H-E-B Oh my god, if he announced his retirement in an H-E-B commercial? It would be perfect. <laughs> They'd be like, yeah. he's just like, I, he's just like got a cart walking through the aisle, grabbing like a bunch of chips and dip and just like red vines and stuff and whatever, like like a, a, a pack of PBR because he still probably drinks PBR. <laughs> and some guy comes up to him. He's like, "Hey, you having a party?" Or he, and he's like going through the uh, register, and he, and then like the the cashier is like, "Having a party, Tim?" And he's like, "Yeah, you know, just a just a little retirement party." And that that's Wait, what? it. What? <laughs> <laughs> okay, have a good day. And then he just like and then he walks off, and then like the doors open, like the the two automatic double doors open, and it's a sunset, and he just walks and it out. Fades him out. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. No, I'd prefer some Dungeons and Dragons personally. <laughs> all right, all right, roll the roll the dice. If I get a, I'm terrible at Dungeons and Dragons terms. Uh, if I roll a ten or whatever, I literally I reti- have no idea what's where you're going with this. <laughs> if I roll a ten, um, I re- if I roll a ten or higher, I retire. Anything less, I stay. He rolls like an eleven, and whatever he decides, like that's what he does. Yep. What? Yeah. How do we know that's not actually how he's retiring? Maybe that's how he's made all of his decisions. Maybe the only reason he's still with the Spurs is because he just keeps rolling a 10 in Dungeons & Dragons. 10 or higher, yeah. Um, Life is Dungeons & Dragons. So do we think... I mean, I don't think that Greg Popovich retires, right? He's got He's been re- reinvigorated with Kawhi Leonard and LaMarcus Aldridge. That's kind of the general... I have no... I'm not even going to try to predict Popovich. Yeah. I mean, there's part of me that wants him to retire just so that... He can like start his own winery and just live in Napa for the rest of his life, and <laughs> just we are never gonna hear from him again when he retires. Do you realize that, right? I don't know. I think we will. <sighs> I think for anybody that's holding it in, I think it's Popovich. I think that he wants to. I think he loves basketball too much. He does love. See, that's one thing. Like a lot of people make jokes about Popovich and the Spurs. They really do like that. Like they love basketball. I just I don't they, know they what care capacity. About the game. I, did, I got like, so mad when people were like, oh, the Spurs will just rest and lay down and give the Warriors the record. Like, why would they do that? Like, right. That always annoyed me because I was like, why would they do that? They care about basketball, right? Yeah. But my thing with Popovich is when he 
maybe he does go away because he's not going to join the media. There's no way. Oh, God, no. So I don't know in what capacity he still remains involved in basketball. I think maybe he opens up like a basketball camp. Maybe he's just a, consult- a consultant. Maybe Yeah, maybe he's just like around. Maybe a Jerry Colangelo like, type? He's like at the Sloan conference. <laughs> just like stuff like that, you know? I just think he'll be like probably be like a Jerry Colangelo type for the, for the Spurs. Mm. Yeah, just like... Something. Did you see his reporter, him, like, roast some reporter yesterday? At the, when he was like, oh, are you coaching now? Like, try not yeah. to do that? What was with the overreaction to that? I think that he can come I off think... as, I, I don't think he meant it to be as mean. No, look, here's the thing. He's an ass. Yeah. That happens. I wish he wasn't as much of an ass, but he is. And everyone's like, this is about decency, you're paid all this money to be to do your job, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, he doesn't care. Like, we can complain about it all we want. He doesn't care. But here's the thing, is usually, like, there are times where I've not agreed with his responses, but, like, that press conference was very, like, the questions in that press conference were bad. Like, the guy that got roasted was like, do you have any regrets? Um, that was Michael Lee. <laughs> yeah, wasn't but it wasn't Michael a good Lee question. Was like, the question I mean, was, do you have any regrets um, not going smaller sooner or something like that, or not going bigger sooner? And, like, I don't know if that's necessarily a good question. Like, do you have any regrets? But here's the thing. Like, Everyone always talks about the, the quality of the question doesn't matter with him. Like, I've heard, I've heard stories about how, like, people will ask him a question, he'll brush it off, they'll ask him literally the exact same question two days later, and he'll give him a really thoughtful answer. Yeah, I see that. I don't the know. The dude doesn't care. Yeah, it was a little uncalled for. Anyway. It is, but like I said, just the, the debate over it's dumb. So, on the flip side of that, the Oklahoma City Thunder seem to have been figuring it out. Um, it's more than Russell Westbrook and Kevin Durant, even though it's still mostly those two guys. Like Andre Roberson. Andre Roberson had a great game. Deion Waiters is, is like, is the playoff backcourt of Deion Waiters and Austin Rivers not terrible? I think so. <laughs> Um, and then, like, late in that game... I never hated Deion Waiters all that much. I think these people... Like, Deion Waiters... There's always these couple players in the NBA that everyone's just kind of allergic to. Yeah. Like, Waiters has had that... a good series. He averaged eight points. He was shooting 44% from three-point range. Like, he... I've never thought that he was, like, some god-awful player that was, like, doomed to be terrible for his entire just, career. He did dumb stuff. That was all. Like, he just... Like, he would... He was just a dribble in the traffic for no reason. Like he was a bad young player. Like it happens. Yep. So, so he's been good. And then like Stephen Adams is like a star now. He's like the third best player on the. Well, he he's is arguably he is the, the third most best player important. on the Thunder. He got a standing ovation with Westbrook and Durant at the end of that game. He's arguably their most important player right now, which just like with the way the defense is when he's on the floor. The pick and roll between him and Westbrook is unstoppable. He's well, solely the reason Spurs. they were able to play Cantor. Yes. Yeah, so they the Thunder figured out something with Cantor and Adams. Um, I mean, Billy Donovan did a good job. I mean, that team was not prepared for Game 1. They got blown out in Game 1. But then give credit to Donovan after that because he got his team going. He got his team prepared. Um, he didn't out-coach Popovich, but when you have that much talent on your team, really your job is to just not be out-coached. 
So, and he did that. I thought he... I thought he coached really well, personally. I do. I, but, like, Popovich always coaches really well. So it's just, like, I thought that a lot of people were like, oh, Popovich didn't get enough criticism. It's I just He didn't have the horses that he needed in that matchup. I mean, who Look, just... I'm, not, who, I'm usually not in the let's, not, let's not criticize this person camp. I feel like at some point, like, there are certain people, they have earned enough, they have earned enough clout to where, like, if they make a questionable decision, we go, meh, I'll right. let it slide. Just let it slide. I mean, just like people are like, oh, they couldn't figure out, like they just they couldn't stop Stephen Adams. Like that's on Popovich. I'm like, is it though? Like, what what player do you throw out there to stop Stephen Adams? Duncan couldn't. Duncan had nothing left. Like I, I thought it was kind of funny. Like I Dave feel, West feel like he kind of played Boban for specifically just to prove a point. That he, yeah, like Boban can't keep up with this. I feel like they kind of did that because a lot of fans have this problem of. They find a player they really like for some quirky reason, and right. they want them to play, and they think they're a lot better than they are. I call like if you put a, if you put an all star roster of the, this together, you'd get Boban, early Giannis, <laughs> um, Boris Diaw, who's actually pretty good, but that's besides the point. Um, just you get all these weird quirky players that like actually aren't all that great, but like. Everyone thinks they're amazing because they're like, they like the mascot, them. the all-player mascot team is basically what. Yeah, is. yeah, they're just like mascots for teams. When some of the, like Giannis is actually good now, like and... Paul Pierce would probably be on that team now. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I thought that was good, but for more than anything, the, that 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 series was great, and it was because the Thunder figured some stuff out. I mean, that was really cool to watch, and just to see Westbrook do what he was doing like was he perfect no but like that's what Westbrook is he's imperfect but amazingly like that's just you can't get rid of one thing and keep all the good stuff with Westbrook I love it I mean Tom Zillow wrote a really good piece this morning about it on SB Nation like about how like he he facilitates Kevin Durant as much as like DeMarcus Cousins is facilitated like Durant as much as he could do stuff himself and create for himself he's facilitated like a big man and that's because Westbrook and it, allow, it just allows for big man efficiency like Kevin Durant has. And it's, it was, it's a really good point. And it's, it's, that's the system. And that's one thing that I thought Donovan did, even not this series, but you know, in the regular season from the start was let Westbrook control the offense and, and Durant will get his. That's the th- and that's the way Durant wants to play. Durant's yeah. always been a guy who like, he doesn't want to shoot 40 times a game. Right. Like he enjoys picking his spots and like just, like and then, um, and then go crazy in the fourth quarter. Yeah, go crazy. He likes to he likes to pick his spots and like kind of like go at you from certain kill points basically. Like he's looking for like your kill like if you were in a fist fight with him, he'd be looking for your kill points basically. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, what I really want to kind of give credit to Billy Donovan for was just the way he like got certain players involved that you wouldn't expect them to get involved for other reasons. So like, let's go back to Enos Cantor really quick. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Enos Cantor and Steven Adams, like, didn't play together at all in the regular season. Like, they barely played together. Right. And then in this season, in this series, Donovan figured out, like, tried playing them together, and it worked really well. And just because Cantor's not a great defender, but when you put him next to a guy as good as Adams, like, it works fantastic. And then you look at, and really, I was more impressed with, like, Andre Roberson. Look at Roberson's uh, shot chart last year with Brooks and compared to Donovan's this year. Roberson was his shots were from three point range were kind of all over the place. This year he shot in three areas: the to- the corners and the rim. 
Right. That's it. Like, I just feel like as a coach that is genius, like, to take this guy who's not good offensively and find ways to, like, at least make him kind of useful. Yeah, and he's a streaky shooter, but when he, when you know, he hit a bunch of threes in that last game, and, you know, if he's hitting those threes, I mean, he he takes that team to a whole other level, and if, if he's not, at least Deion Waiters has been serviceable, so they're figuring some stuff out, like Randy Foy is okay. Um, they've got, if they've got enough on this team, and we have a tendency to pick out all the flaws on the Thunder, but it seems like they're starting to figure it out. Now, I don't know if they're going to be able to maintain this against the Warriors, right? Like, this pick and roll is not going to work as much on the Warriors than it did. But, you know, and we, we talk about how great Draymond Green is. He does have an issue with size at times. Like, and Steven Adams is a big guy. And that could work. I don't know. Um, and, I really want to see them do this adams Cantor lineup yes. against that against that lineup. That the the death lineup. Yeah, the death lineup. I mean, it's it's what they got the, here. Uh, with. Excuse me, the death lineup. <laughs> death lineup. They got they got here with it. Like you might as well just see what you got with it. Like I don't know what else is there. I mean, yeah, you, maybe you play some Ibaka at the five, Durant at the four type stuff. Maybe maybe you could do that, um, and they probably will at times. Why go small against the Warriors? Like ever? Well, I mean, you if you look at it like. Harrison Barnes and Draymond Green versus Kevin Durant and Serge Ibaka, that's not that much of a mismatch. I mean, that's you could and Durant's good defensively. I mean, I think you can play that and you can. It's more just like I feel like rather than trying to be good at what Golden State does, like here's what Oklahoma City did against San Antonio. They were better at being big than San Antonio, which just is incredibly impressive because yeah, San Antonio was the best big team in the NBA this year. Yeah. I don't think you can be better at being small than Golden State. That's I correct, like but I also that, think I you have like you to mix it up. Spurts. There's just there's no systematic way to beat the Warriors, and I think they're going to mix it up, and that's what's going to make Warriors Thunder fascinating. Is going to be all the different lineups and the different ways that they try to adjust to each other, and just seeing like all these really good athletes. Like these are just, these are like a lot of good NBA players. <laughs> In the Western Conference Finals, and what's crazy is that the Thunder have like the two two of the best three players in the, you know, in that series. Like, that's pretty good. It's I mean, just really funny to me how like all year, and I was among one of those people. We've just kind of been like, no, nah, the Thunder just aren't in that tier, that contender tier. They're not Spurs, Warriors. Like, it was just so assumed that it was going to be Spurs, Warriors, and then the Thunder were like, nah. We're just as good. Well, Westbrook said it after the game in his interview with Chris Broussard um, that, you know, he was asking, like, what does it mean to face the Warriors, 73 wins, you know, record-setting team, and, and two-time MVP. Westbrook said, like, none of that stuff matters. This is the playoffs. That's all regular season stuff. This, this is a new season. Um, He's not wrong. So, all right. Before we go, we got to talk some Space Jam too. Oh, <laughs> uh, Why? <laughs> so it's going to be bad. We movie? know that. But movie? what? Why is this movie? Because you can make a lot of money. 90s 90s kids love like 90s kids eat this shit up. I'm I'm eating this up. I mean, this is like why not? I don't know. You know, like you know you're a 90s kid when they make a Space Jam 2 and you and you're still probably going to see it even though you like 100% know it's going to be bad. So LeBron James is going to star in it. Probably. Probably. Um, like, there's no guarantee, but why not? 
There's been some backlash about LeBron, though, which I don't completely understand. There's always backlash against about LeBron. That's true. So my thing is, who joined, like, assuming LeBron gets it, because I think this movie's only made if LeBron is the star. There's no other player that could be the star. I mean, Steph Curry is arguably the face of the NBA right now, but he's the worst actor. I mean, he's Derek Rose-level acting skills. Like, just <laughs> terrible. Have you seen the Brita commercial? I have not. Oh my God! So Steph Curry does. Steph Curry is a sponsor for Brita because Splash Brothers and of Water. course he is, by the way. Yeah, and but it's just like he does the worst voiceover. He's completely monotone, no passion. I mean, just god awful acting skills. And I mean, his his commercials are painful to watch. Painful. Um, Will he be in the movie though? I feel like he. I hope has he's to not. Be. I feel like he kind of has to be. So. Maybe? Well, actually, no. If but, he's in this movie, LeBron, like, no. Remember how uh, in uh, MJ's in Space Jam, all of the people that were in the movie were Nike people. True. So it's going to be Nike athletes. That's a good point. So let's. Yeah, these are all going to be LeBron Nike athletes. Nike athletes and so no Under Armour or Adidas. So Durant. I mean, Kyrie Irving's probably going to be in it. Um. Maybe. Um, Kyrie will be in it in some way. I don't think he'll be one of the people whose talent gets stolen, though. I agree. Like, he'll be in the beginning where LeBron's, like, talking to his teammates. Yeah, was Scottie Pippen in Space Jam 1? I don't remember him being in that. Huh. He might have been in it briefly. I don't know. Uh, Dwayne Wade? Wade's gonna be in it. Wade's gonna be in it. Melo's gonna be... be... I don't know if his talent will get stolen, but he will be in it. Carmelo Anthony? Melo's gonna be in it. He's a friend. Chris, Chris Paul, Paul will be in it. Yep. Um, boat. Dwight Howard, maybe? Banana Boat. Yeah, banana the Banana Boat, boat crew is going to be in boat. Banana Boat. Um, <laughs> I love the Banana Boat so much. <laughs> who else? I don't know. Like, what uh, play, even if it's not a Nike athlete, who, who's Westbrook with? Russell Westbrook. He's Adidas, right? I think so. So, even if, whatever. I think Westbrook would be a great talent to steal if you're an alien. Chris Stapps is going to be in it, probably. Kristaps would be great. Um, Demarcus Cousins, like, could he just be one of the aliens? Can like, don't even steal his power. Demarcus Cousins will be the Barkley. That would be great. Um, I'll never like I, the space, space Jam one. Everyone has like divisive opinions on it if it's good or not. There is one line I laugh at every time when Barkley's in the church praying to try and get his talent back, back and he says, "I'll never date Madonna again." <laughs> right. That, that line kills me every time. <laughs> Space Jam 1 is a fantastic movie. Everyone, so, a lot of people say it's bad. A lot of people are wrong. Zach Levine? <laughs> eh. He's got to be in it. Why? Because he can dunk really good. Maybe. Like, just to put that on a camera, he's in it. Him or Aaron Gordon have got to be in it. Um, Maybe. James Harden could be interesting. Like, just, just like, I already picture, like, an alien taking his powers... And just, like, growing a beard for no reason. And just flopping. And just flopping. Giannis? Like, the player, the guy who steal. Giannis is already an alien. Uh, like, <laughs> Anthony Davis. The guy steals James Harden's uh, powers, and all of a sudden he can't keep his balance anywhere. <laughs> just all-star flopping ability. Um, so, who plays the Bill Murray role? That's what I'm really interested in. Okay, first, in reality, all this is just going to be LeBron's friends, which is kind of lame. 
Oh yeah. God, Kevin Hart is going to be in this. I've seen Kevin Hart come up. Um, Kevin Hart's going to be the um, the assistant, uh, the Newman role. He's going to get it in name. somehow. But who would we like to see? I mean, my yeah. pick would probably be like like a Seth Rogen. I think would be hilarious. Like I can already just hear him screaming. Seth Rogen like, is the Bill Oh Murray. my God! There's aliens coming! Like Seth Rogen is the Bill Murray would be pretty funny. I think that would be great. But see, here's the thing: if they make a Space Jam two, they can't. I'm going to be really annoyed if they steal the entire plot from Space Jam one. They like, have if to it's just rehash. It's except that instead of um, finding uh, Jordan's college jersey, it'll be LeBron's St. Mary's jersey, and that'll be it. I think it'll. I think they'll differ a little. Here's the thing. LeBron will be a good actor in it no matter what. Yeah. He was great in Trainwreck. Hey, maybe uh, Bill Hader's in it. Amy Schumer. <laughs> Trainwreck 2, Space Jam. <laughs> Trainwreck 2, the sequel, Space Jam 2. Um, I don't know. Are there any new uh, Looney Tunes at all? I, don't I have know. no clue. Yeah, I'm just excited to see Bigs Bunny back on the big screen. Bigs Bunny, Bugs Bunny, whatever. Bigs Bunny? Bugs Bunny. You called him Bigs. I know I did. <laughs> I messed up. I, I'm just not letting that slide. <laughs> Damn I'm it. Just... Um, all right, well, that's a good enough time to end this thing. Um, yeah, so hopefully by next time we do a podcast, the Magic will have a new coach. Uh, I mean, they're going to do a coaching search of some kind. I hope they, I hope they spend some time on it, actually. Dwight Howard, player coach. It's a million-dollar idea. <sighs> It's a million dollars. Can't be worse. Can't be worse. I hate everyone at this website. <laughs> Every All right, single th- person. <laughs> Thanks, Chris. This has been a podcast to be named later. You can find us on iTunes, part of the Hardwood Paroxysm Basketball Network. Um, also on Blog Talk Radio, you can find us there. You can find my writing. Chris is writing at The Friendly Bounce and HardwoodParoxysm.com. Uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for joining me, Chris. Trainwreck 2 Space Jam Banana Boat Edition. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. (gasps) No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.